right. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Clubhouse, an NKA podcast. Uh, my name is Christian Marsh, and I'm joined today by Justin from OVRP. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Uh, living the dream. Uh, you know, just staying busy doing podcasts and uh, keeping people talking about karting during this time we're going through right now. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm super stoked to get going. I've been itching to get back at the racetrack. You know, I've been, I think you I've been and playing... a lot of people, man. Yeah, I've been playing some iRacing kind of just to scratch that itch a little bit, you know, with the especially with the TV broadcast they've been showing. Oh, it's great, man. It seems like uh it seems like the sport as a whole has kind of turned into sim racing. It's actually really cool to see. Yeah, it's super cool, but I think once we get back going, I think it's going to be a really really kind of explosive time for karting. Everyone's going to want to get back into the seat. You're going to see some uh big showings at some tracks in the near future once we get going i think so too man i th- I think that once uh once this is over and everyone bounces back i think uh at least from uh from what i've seen it, it seems like people just they're you know the second half of the year might make up for this little bit we're lacking right now people are really excited to get back to the track and and get back to places like ovrp and and lafayette and you know their club track like that and and make some laps and hang out with friends and family man yeah, for sure, dude. And you know, even even though if we start later in the year, there's there's still there's no shortage of events right through October. I think we've it's a really yeah. exciting time, even especially for uh, north the Northeast and especially Oakland Valley. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about the uh, the history of Oakland Valley and uh, and tell the listeners what you do at the track. Yeah, sure. So uh, some of the early history of Oakland Valley. It's a little bit fuzzy, but. Uh, we have some documentation that goes back as far as 1958. Uh, there's a photo of a couple of go-karts with just Makulo chainsaw engines running at the track at a, at a, what used to be, I think it was called a Nodo back then. Um, so yeah, it goes far, as far back as 1958. Um, we've had history of different owners uh you can actually read about it in a book called uh sins of the father uh when the polici family owned the track in the 70s there used to be a crime syndicate mob family it's um, a crazy story man yes yeah, absolutely it, it was it was it was almost surreal when i read the first chapter of that book because he talks about uh being in the house which is the house that's on the property at the racetrack and he's looking through the window and looking down the uh the the, i call it the backstretch but it's really between turn one and two but describes it in such detail and i'm looking up at the book and then i look at the window and i'm like wow this is (laughs) one-to-one comparison it's really cool but uh yeah and if anyone's interested you could probably pick that up on amazon called the sins of the father uh, talks about the Polisi family. It's a rich history, man. I had no idea that uh, that OVRP went back to the 50s. It's crazy that karting's been around that long in the states. Yeah, I think I think Tim and I have done a little bit of research. We're probably the oldest go kart track in the country. That's a Maybe bold, bold oldest. claim, yeah, man. It's, People it's want bold, to. Uh, but... It's either OVRP. Um, there's. Um, Adams, I think in uh, in 
California, I think, is the other mm-hmm. one that people yeah, would would say the are the two were... oldest. And and when we say oldest, we're talking a matter of months. I mean, like these go kart tracks all popped up at the same point in time. You know, yeah. people were excited to get to the track back then, just as much as they are now. Um, yeah. So at OVRP, what do you do there? I mean, you're I know you're involved with the Rock Cup and and you flag there. What is it you do at OVRP? Yeah. So I'm the full time race director for Oakland Valley. Uh, this is going on my third year working, and I've I've been on and off with them uh, as far back as 2016, just doing corner marshalling, training the corner workers, racing myself in the tag senior category. Um, so yeah, that's kind of been my bread and butter the last two years, though, is uh, race directing for uh, for Tim and and the awesome program that he puts on, well that we put on at uh, at Oakland Valley. And Tim's a pretty talented driver himself, too, isn't he? I, I know I've seen him have his helmet on at uh, some other events like the Rock Island Grand Prix and and things like that. He can drive. Oh, dude, he's a, he's a wheel man. <laughs> he, For uh, sure. Yeah, he did, he did the Rock Island Grand Prix. I think he did the, yeah, he did Margay masters and uh shifter masters for that race and he still drives uh he still races bmws too i think he was at daytona ooh, i want to say october or november 2019 he was driving a bmw on on the high banks of daytona you know That's so he's nuts, still, man you know he's he's he tries to drive whatever he can however he can and you know hey, more power to him man i think uh, i think we all have that same itch Oh, for sure, for sure. So the uh, I know the Northeast kind of has their own take on karting, and it seems to really be helping the life of club racing, regional racing, and events of that sort. Um, talk to me a little bit about the class structure and program that you guys run for the club stuff at OVRP. Yeah, sure. So I can go one by one through this a little bit, um, just touch on each class that we got. So... Our youngest class that we got is our kid cart division. I think should go without saying it's our five to eight year old class. Can run with any 50 cc motor you got, whether it's the Comer or the new IAMI motor. What you got, bring it. And our kid cart class has actually been pretty pretty stellar, uh, especially last year. We had I think almost 10 kid cart drivers at our final race. Wow! So, yeah, that's good. Really cool. Um, and we have we have our uh, our cadet class as well, our uh, tag cadet class, which is eight years to thirteen years, mini rock, mini swift, micro rotax. Um, we used to have we used to split them between micro and mini, but we were already fracturing kind of a small a small base, and I think it's no secret that some of the younger classes have been struggling around the country. Uh, yeah. So we found that. Putting that class back together just for one age group seemed to work out. We have a pretty stout following. Uh, but we also have the Minimax category uh, for people who are interested in that sort of spec sort of racing. So everyone's on the same 950 wheelbase chassis, the same Minimax motor, same tires, same fuel, same pretty much everything. Um spec gear too for that class uh but we do also for this year just added the margay ignite senior and masters class uh for ovrp which i think is really really exciting 
Oh, for sure. That uh, for people who don't know, that Marga Ignite class takes the the LO two hundred six package from Briggs, which is sealed, really user friendly, uh, and then everyone in the class runs the same chassis. I believe uh, the the Marga Ignite uh, chassis. I, I wanted to call it a, an X two for some reason. K three. Um, so that chassis, it, it maybe has a little bit less adjustments than some of the other chassis on the market. It's a little bit easier to use and everyone's on the same thing. So it really makes it about the driver and not about the equipment or even necessarily about the knowledge of, of how to set up the equipment. Cause I think that's something that can be really intimidating for new people getting into the sport. Yeah. And, and like everything is the same on this, like same clutch, like there's no, there are no differences between the motors, the chassis, everyone's on the same package across the board. Um, something we've been, we've, we're going to do different this year that maybe other programs probably aren't is we're going to have the same tires for this group, but instead of maybe buying a new set of tires every weekend uh drivers are going to be limited to three sets for the entire year on the hoosier r80s and that's um, for that ignite class right to try to keep the cost right, down for the ignite yeah just for the ignite class all the other uh all our other classes in the program are going to be running on mg tires um, okay yeah to keep those costs down you know because we want to we want to kind of tap into that market where maybe you live in manhattan and you just got out of school, you just got a new job, maybe, but you're trying to scratch that racing itch, and maybe iRacing isn't doing it for you. Um, the Ignite program is kind of designed to kind of tap into that, right? So if you don't have the space to store your own go-kart, or maybe you do, you can buy one yourself, but without spending eight, nine grand to buy a brand new Tony car with an X30 or a brand new yep. rock, whatever have you. This this is designed to kind of keep some money in your pocket, but go racing and have a good time, right? And you guys will have some available for rent as well as you guys have some storage available at the track, right? Correct, yes. Yeah. So and if you don't want to outright buy uh, a Marge Ignite, uh, you can just rent one from us for a race or two or the full season and store it at the racetrack and all even right that, so it's... you've got us through uh you've got us through the minis you've got us through the margay stuff um what do you guys do for some junior and senior categories right so we do have the our 100 category uh which is kind of that bridge between the uh junior and the cadet class uh but we do have it for seniors as well uh we've kind of been trying to find a way to mesh that uh, KA VLR with the KT100 program, and we've had some success doing it. I think the newer motors are obviously going to beat up on the older Yamaha just a little bit, but we've been doing all right in terms of parity. But the 100 program has been pretty good just to get people familiar. If Maybe if they're doing Marga Ignite and they want to go a little bit faster but not have to go to the gym every two days or they're just <laughs> graduating from uh, they're just graduating from cadet but parents maybe aren't ready for the to throw them onto an x30 or you know a junior rotax this is a nice bridge for that um we had some we had some uh growing pains the beginning of last year it was it was a little tough to get 
things going. But at the end of last year, I think we had a, a pretty good field, probably 12 carts for the 100 class. So it was pretty good. Um, in terms of our tag classes, you know, we have our, our the typical tag junior class with the X30, the Rock, the Rotax, what have you. Um, running on the MG Reds, 12 to 15 years old. Um, that used, that was our biggest class for the first part of the year. I think we probably started the year with 30 juniors, I want to say. And wow. yeah, it was crazy. That's an and, impressive group for any club. Oh, yeah, for sure. But a lot of them were also at that threshold age of 15 where they started transitioning to senior. So as the year went on, more and more of them started to uh, transfer over to senior. And so... The, the table kind of flipped where we had 30 juniors and 12 seniors at the start of the year. It became probably 12 juniors and 30 seniors at the end of the year. So it was pretty cool. Um, but, I th- but all of our classes have been doing really well uh, across the board. And I'm, I'm really pleased with how, how the tracks developed, how, how much growth we've seen the last couple of years. Uh, I think one thing that's really cool about that Northeast area, um, like you talked about, your guys' categories allow you to run multiple engines in a lot of different instances. Um, And that's something that seems pretty common up in that Northeast area, as well as you guys all run the same spec tire. So it really gives uh, local, young, or, or any driver age, I guess, the ability to go to different tracks and check things out and, uh, not have to make some huge, you know, investment into having a couple different engine packages to run two or three different tracks. Yeah, for sure. In in terms of, of engines, I think the Northeast has seen a lot of uh, transition uh, because where the, we used to be a pretty a deep-rooted road tax uh, part of the country. Um, up until that, uh, it's all probably, I just want to say 2016-ish. Um you know, but before that, it was pretty. It was pretty stout uh, road tax country. Um, but now you're seeing a lot more of those that open program coming to fruition, and that's true at Oakland Valley too. We've you know we've been trying to embrace that multi-engine program, so maybe you don't have four or five motors sitting in the back of your garage trying to figure out which one's the best one, right? For sure. Um, and we have, you know, and we'll let just about anything run at the track. Uh, you know, if you have an old PRD fireball, come run it. Like we're, if you have an old leopard, come run it. Like we, 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 we really embrace, maybe you don't have the most current package on the market right now, but we don't want to stop that from someone coming to our track and having a good yeah, time. Yeah, being which that really pickies for about. national racing, man. Being being that pickies for national guys, the the yeah. club guys, it's just about getting people to the sport and getting people on the track, man. For sure. But that's not to say we don't have a good national driver development program because we've had some really talented drivers come out of oh, Oakland yeah. Valley. Chloe Chambers, uh, I know she's from up there, is probably, in my mind, I would say most improved junior driver of the last five years. Like, that... Her yeah, performance sure. at uh, at the Supernats last year, the all the junior kids really they drove with so much poise and, and maturity. It's beautiful to see the change yeah, probably, in the culture over the last decade. That was probably the most patient I've ever seen any group of junior drivers ever behave on a racetrack. Um, 
you know, it starts at the club level. You know, uh, Chloe, like we said, is from Oakland Valley, and that's kind of the program that I try to push uh, when I'm running an, an event there is when I'm holding a driver's meeting, I tell them, hey, yes, you're here to have you're here to compete. You're here to go fast. You're here to push yourselves. But you can't forget that you got to take care of each other. That's where. Oh, for sure. Take care of each other. And because we don't want to go home, especially at a club race, you don't want to go home with a bent chassis, broken steering rods, broken, you know, broken what people. Have you. That's the important yeah, one. People, you know, people, yeah. people need to respect that this is still racing, man. We have a duty, I think, as drivers to keep each other safe. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's true for organizers too is that we we have to try and embrace that sort of culture right we can't just have a boys have at it mentality or drivers have at it mentality Um, now uh we had tony goddard from lafayette on the podcast yesterday and he mentioned that spartan series uh you guys are a part of that program this year right yes we are uh it's going to be kind of uh a late summer championship mid-summer championship um our regional racing has been kind of light the last couple of years that I've I think anyway, but this is designed to kind of give our maybe our club our club base something to dip their toes into travel racing. Um, maybe they're not quite ready to spend the budgets for Scusa or Rock Cup or USPKS, right? This is kind of designed to hey, you have a go kart with a motor on it, but you want to go check out some other tracks, this is designed to kind of embrace that. And I believe all these dates correspond with each track's uh, club race. So there's definitely going to be people at these races already participating, but this kind of gives someone who maybe wants to travel a little bit more uh, something to dip their toes into. Well, in programs like that, we're seeing them pop up all over the country, and it, it seems like that's something the sport's really lost. It's, it's, it's exciting to have back. They have the, the Buckeye Karting Challenge in Ohio. They have the Sunshine uh, State Championship down in Florida. So we're seeing these little, you know, not necessarily entry level, but like that, that step between club racing and maybe some of the bigger regional programs uh, for people to travel without being overwhelmed by, like you said, big purchases or, you know, running a national level events overwhelming. There's a lot of bells and whistles and, and function things that people may not know. So creating these pathways for, for drivers to take some steps and not just get thrown into that world, you know, without any experience, I think is, it's good for the sport. And, uh, I think it's definitely gonna, gonna do really good things for that Northeast area. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I went to the Scusa winter series, the first race in January at Homestead and I've been racing for a couple years. And even for me, it was pretty overwhelming considering all the things that I've been doing driving and, uh, and officiating wise, it was still pretty overwhelming. So thinking about how someone new might try to jump into Scusa or, or Rock Cup, it would be it's gonna be a, a, a difficult bite to chew off. Um, but Oakland Valley has also been kinda developing a, a travel program for itself. Now we have the Spartan series on our calendar as something that people should go to but you know we also have like these other little 
one-off races, maybe you've heard of it, called the Battle of the Brickyard or uh, the Rock Island Grand Prix. Kind of designed with the same idea, you know? You don't have to have these extravagant budgets to go out, go travel to a really, really awesome race and have a good time. For sure. For sure. And I think... uh... I think hopefully after all this uh, this stuff's over with the situation, the sport and the world's in right now, um, it seems like people are really gonna really gonna be excited to get out the second half of the season. And I know you guys still have a lot of dates and a lot of cool events on the calendar the second half of the year that people are gonna get to enjoy. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm not I'm not sweating it out right now. I think we're I think we're looking at a really really strong uh, definitely summer of 2020. Awesome, man. Well, I think uh, I think people have a lot of good information here. I hope uh, hope this drives some people to maybe check out Oakland Valley. And uh, I know it's definitely one of one of the coolest tracks on the East Coast. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to to see it keep growing. Uh, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you guys on social and on the web? Yeah, sure. So uh, our website is www.ovrp.net. That's not .com, it's .net. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Leave, yep, just at OVRP, and it should just come straight up as Oakland Valley Race Park on a Facebook page. Um, those are the two best ways to find information about the club series and other stuff like that. Um, you can also, Awesome, man. You can also DM me directly. If anyone out there listening on Facebook just wants to DM me, just wants to find out some information, how they how to get going, how to get racing, you know, just shoot me a DM. I'm more than happy, more than happy to help you. I love it, man. Everyone doing their part to grow the sport. It's a, it's a community effort. For sure, for sure. Awesome, Justin. Thanks for uh, thanks for being on the podcast today. And I know we talked about it earlier. We're going to have to have you on an episode of my other podcast with uh, Race Liberante off the grid. I think uh, you've got a lot of cool uh, experience and viewpoints of the sport. And I think it'd be uh, really exciting to, to get to dive a little bit deeper in a conversation. Oh, yeah, I got some stories. I'm sure uh, you guys will enjoy it. You guys are going to enjoy that. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thanks so much for your time. And uh, everyone, be sure to check out OVRP on, on Facebook. And if you're in the area, head over to the track and pound some laps. Thanks for having me, Christian. Appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Thanks, Justin.